Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Round Peg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. And today, I'm really excited about my guest. Um, his name is Des Walsh, Walsh, and I have to tell you a little bit about how I met Des. I met him when I disagreed with something that he said on a blog post a few years ago. We ended up having a really lovely conversation and then connected on LinkedIn. And that's what today's conversation is about. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me introduce Des. Des, tell folks a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Okay, thanks, Lorraine. Well, uh, who I am? Um, where, where, well, first of all, where I'm located, and, and your listeners will have worked out, I'm not from the USA <laughs> or even Canada. Uh, I'm uh, in Australia on the East Coast in an area we call the Gold Coast. It's a kind of uh, tourist, um, fishing, kind of fairly laid back, kind of semi rural environment, the part I live in, not, not the built up area. Uh, I'm, uh, by way of the, the work I do, I'm a business coach and a social media strategist. I have a bit of a specialty in LinkedIn. Um, I've been in business for over 20 years as a communication consultant and then morphing into a coach and these other social media type things. And um, before that, I, was, I had various you know, reasonably senior positions in the public service in this country, in uh, the education field, in the arts, and in um, major events planning. So a bit of a diverse career. Well, you, you, uh, so know, it's, me. you know, it's kind of funny because like you... Um, I'm running a business based on things that didn't exist when I started yes. the business. That's right. Um, but you have you have definitely built up some expertise in LinkedIn, and that's really what I want to talk about uh, in yep. today's program because I think most people underestimate LinkedIn and what it's capable of. What do you yes, think? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, a lot of people think, oh well. Uh, you know, people still say to me. Well, I'm not looking for a job, so why would I be on LinkedIn? Well, there's two things to that. First of all, we know that um, whatever some of us were brought up to believe, there are no permanent jobs anymore. Even in the public service in this country, which used to be the place for public service. Uh, I remember when I was um, when I was a young school teacher, one of my past careers, I was saying to some, some kids I was teaching, so what are you going to be when you leave school? And they're going to say, I'm going to get a job in this particular school I was teaching, and I remember them saying, going to get a job in the tax, that's the tax department, or the bank. So they obviously got this from their parents, get a job in the taxation department or the bank and you'll be right for life. That doesn't exist anymore. No, and, and so even if people are in secure positions and they're happy where they are, LinkedIn still makes sense for a career because there may be a job down the road that if you're not there, the people who are looking for you won't find you. Secondly, it's become much more interactive since I first started using LinkedIn and you can actually use it as an interactive um, uh, social platform and it's much more open to people in all kinds of businesses rather than just people looking for a job or the recruiters. I've had... That secondly or thirdly? <laughs> that was second. Is there another one? <laughs> no, that'll do it for start. You know, I've had uh, some really interesting success... Um, reconnecting with former co-workers and mm -hmm. landing some really interesting opportunities because I took the time to, to, to share content on LinkedIn. But if you were giving advice to someone who was just starting out, 
where should they start the process of building their LinkedIn presence? Okay, well, first of all, I'd start with, help, with helping them understand that this was a huge opportunity. And I'll give you a, a couple of examples. One is um, uh, one of the people on our, our linking, 30-day linking blitz project who, I don't know if you saw the post, said he's been on LinkedIn since 2004 and he's done over a million dollars worth of business through that particular network and he's only still got a free membership. Wow. So this is the potential. Now, I've heard that kind of story before from people in the recruiting industry where, with my colleague Bill Vick from Dallas, Texas, we wrote a book called LinkedIn for Recruiting. So he, we picked up some great stories there of highly successful deals people had done through being through LinkedIn, but I hadn't heard it from outside that field, so that was really interesting for me. So, th understand that it is a big opportunity. Secondly, um, I would say to people, the first thing, then I would say to people, first of all, it's kind of obvious, but work on your profile. Don't just put, uh, don't just take some CV you wrote for a job five or ten years ago and drop it into the space that says summary, you know, and then put some, you know what people do, a lot of people do this and it's really understandable, it says what job experience have you had? So they were a, a sales manager for a tire company and they put the duty statement in, or, and you know what duty statements are like? Duty statements are written by HR professionals who don't want the boss to say you left that duty out so I can't correct this person for not fulfilling it, so they put it in like in a huge shopping list. People put this, so don't do that. Think about what that job was, what that company did. Put something meaningful in so it becomes a story. So the profile should tell a story, not be a kind of brochure. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely does. And I'm, I'm always mortified when people either just put their titles in and expect mm -hmm. me to know or ramble on ad nauseum and you're like, Get to the point. What were the two yeah. or three things that really made, I mean, were the most important things that you did? And the other, the other thing is to put yourself in the shoes of the person reading and get, you know, I think one of the most sobering things but most helpful things to do is to get a trusted friend who knows what you do, in, probably in your line of business, to say, what do you think of this? And I've had earlier versions of my profile absolutely ripped apart. Mm -hmm. But doing me a big favour because one of, the, one of my uh, coaching colleagues said, this doesn't say anything to the person about their needs and how it might solve those. So um, the, the profile should say, I'm the person. Secondly, make it, and, and, and then uh, indicating just what you were saying, or picking up on what you were saying, um, bring it to life a bit. Um, one colleague of mine in Canada, uh, a few years ago, I said, you know, you're a terrific, you're a really interesting guy. You've done all sorts of things. You're very helpful for people. You understand all this technology and you have an ability to explain it in plain English, but I don't get that from your LinkedIn profile. Here's what I see of you. And I wrote this profile of him, um, which was still telling me, had the salient facts in it, but it was had some life in it. And it was, it, I was trying to write it as, you need to meet this guy, you know. You need to meet me. Mm -hmm. And he, he just took that and put it up because he, he hadn't seen that he needed to present him the real, the real man as he was, not this list of chores that he'd done. <laughs> you know, that I think across the board, we've, um, as social media has matured, we've begun to realize we have to let little bits of us and who we yeah. are bleed yeah. through. 
And, and, and I think you, on LinkedIn, you walk kind of a fine line because you don't mm-hmm. want to be too frivolous, but you still mm-hmm. want to be interesting. That's right. And you know, there's um, uh, a guy named Shelley Steckel who was a top uh, lead generator for um, uh, in the recruiting field for um, Microsoft, and now he's you know he's very knowledgeable about about social media, and I remember him saying, and about LinkedIn particularly, remember him saying in an interview that we did with him some years ago, put everything in you. Now, other people would disagree with this. I'm just pointing out there's different ways of doing things. Put everything in your profile you've done, even for back to when you were flipping hamburgers. Now, why would you do that? Because a, a recruiter, say, or someone who may be interested in doing business with you says, if this, you know, if Lorraine went and flipped hamburgers instead of just letting her parents pay her way through mm. college, she's the one I want to do business with. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, and yeah. you, don't, you don't know what's going to appeal to different people. I've deliberately chosen to kind of tighten my experience up. I, I don't have sure. every job. But I feel like no. at this point in my career, I've done more important things than flipping hamburgers. Sure, sure. But I, I do, I do um, have more information on there than I think in a typical resume because it's also, it's searchable. Those wonderful yes. key terms. Uh, yes, yes. And you know, I make, I'm commenting on two things there. One is, uh, of course, I don't put everything in that I've done. It would be too, you know, <laughs> going too long. Um, and some of it is no, of no interest to people that may want to engage me now. Um, but... I've, a couple of times I've played around with things that were amusing, like I think somewhere there, whether it's still there, I, at some one point I put in that I was a taxi driver in Sydney for, for a period. And one person talked to me and said, they were, they were interested in doing business. They said, you know, the most interesting thing about your LinkedIn profile is that you drove taxis, because that said something to him about me. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing, that the, the, the SEO, the search engine, is crucial. And, uh, and just one example is the one that so many people miss out on, unless they've done a course on this or something, um, is the professional headline that comes just under your name. And, and as you know, Lorraine, by default, LinkedIn just drops in the most recent position you've had. So you can usually tell when there's a, a title that says, sales manager, Acme Tire Sales, you know, and you look down and that's the most recent position they've got. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, um, uh, salesperson extraordinaire, you know, I can sell anything or whatever it is that you really want to be known for mm-hmm. rather than the title which, of which there are millions on LinkedIn. I think mine currently says marketing strategist because mm-hmm. I think that sort of summarizes in general yeah. kind of an overview of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to switch a little bit because there are all sorts of other sure. really important things on your profile like recommendations yeah. and endorsements. Do you yes. want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah, recommendations are great. I don't know of any other place you can get um, the quality of recommendations you can get because typically when someone leaves a job these days, people are so worried about litigation things that they say, um, yeah, turned up for work on time and, <laughs> and did their job. You know, That's about what the recommendation says, the, te- the, re- the testimonial. And when people phone up or email or whatever they do for a testimonial that people are very guarded now in what they say but interestingly people are not so guarded in their recommendations on LinkedIn and you get a sense from peers you know often the people who worked with you can tell others more about you than the people who supervised you mm-hmm. 
And if you can get a, a genuine recommendation from people that actually highlights some of your talents, then that can be really worthwhile. A couple of things. One is that some people actually write the recommendation for someone else to do for them. I don't like that because I think it doesn't make much of an impression. I've had great. Re I've had some lovely recommendations from people that I that I would have been a bit embarrassed to write, but they were really nice, you know. <laughs> and I'd have felt a bit a bit uh, silly trying to write something. And I, w I wouldn't have written it the same way because we never see ourselves exactly as others see us. So, but what I do is to say. Lorraine, uh, I'd love, if you feel okay about it, I'd love to have a recommendation from you about the work we did on such and such, you know, and if you can highlight some of what you see as my social media skills, that would be great. I try to leave it very open, mm -hmm. and what happens is people rise to the occasion and they write something more targeted than if you do. Now, I have one recommendation, which I might actually hide one of these days, which says that I'm a bon vivant. <laughs> as, as a... As one of the Canadian people on a, a list the other day said, that actually means a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> but but it worked. It worked. In, it worked in the post. Yeah, but but what? Um, but you know, I think you can actually suggest to people what they can recommend. Now, the best way I've found to get recommendations is to give recommendations. Absolutely. And um, and, and you can either write to someone and say, "I'd love to give you a recommendation. What would you like me to highlight?" Or just do it. And I think easier sometimes it's just good if you know what someone well enough and their work, just do it. And then, then say, come back a little later and say, um, I'd love if you could write a recommendation for me. But you Just know, to, uh, and, sorry, endorsements we'll talk about too. Well, you know, one of the things I want to say, though, on that recommendation is LinkedIn actually takes some of the awkwardness out of it for you. Because if I write a recommendation for you, as soon as you click on it and say, oh, I want to put this on my profile, I love it, it automatically comes up to you and says, hey, do you want to return the favor? That's right. That's right. Exactly. And, and I love that because it's sort of a very subtle way of asking for that recommendation. Yes. Yes. It reminds you of what your mother would have said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Return the favor. Absolutely. So um, now, now go on to endorsements. Yeah. Endorsements. Endorsements are very new and it's a, the jury's out a bit on the endorsements. They're, they're one-click endorsements and it's a bit crazy at the moment because... Some people are just going in and endorsing others for things they don't really know about. There's also a problem in that LinkedIn pop, has a pop-up screen that says, do you know these people for... And what it's doing is fairly... The algorithm is fairly crudely taking skills from that person's profile and putting them up in front of you, and they may not be the ones that the person wants to be most recommended for. So what I do is I go to that profile, I take the prompt, I go to the profile, I look at what I know about them, their skills, and I'll, I'll click on some of the skills that I think they're good at. One of the issues I've seen with it is there are a couple of people that have popped up and I have deliberately X'd out. I do not yes. want to endorse them. And yeah. it, LinkedIn doesn't seem to remember that. And they keep uh, popping up. And I'm like, no, uh, right. no. Okay. no. And, 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 and I, think they, I think they have some work to do on the... Um, the mechanism that's fueling yes, it. Yes, I think I think there's still a lot of work to do, and 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 you know, and some people are getting head up about it and saying, well, there are people here recommending things. There's no way they they haven't worked with me. How would they know these things? And I just say, well, look, you can hide them. There's a little button on the right where you can hide the recommendation, you do, the the testimonial you don't want. But I think it's um, I look at it a lot like um, 
when clout first emerged and everybody got very concerned about their clout score and what categories they were in. And then they realized that it didn't really matter very much. Um, But if you raised your score, you might get a free T-shirt. Yeah. And I kind of am putting the endorsements in that same category. It's lovely that people are endorsing me. um, And I'm happy if I know someone's work. To, to return the favor, but I'm not sitting up at night going, oh my God, I only have 20 no. endorsements or 50. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And a lot of people are not even going to notice, you know. Because they're, they're buried pretty far down. I mean, I think I when I looked at my profile page, you have your credentials, your testimonials, yeah. and then endorsements. Well, if you've got a stack of testimonials, nobody's ever going to see the endorsements. Well, here's a little trick, Lorraine, that um, uh, it took me a while to work out, but uh, in the olden days with LinkedIn, you couldn't have done this. It was just a rigid formula. But now, they in the edit, if you go to edit profile, because up in your menu bar, you've got view profile and edit profile, you go edit profile, and then you can drag and drop sections. You, so you can you can just put, put your mouse over the the testimony, the uh, endorsement section, and move it up the page. I've got mine just under where the summary are because the visual impact is better than just a whole lot of text. I think. Interesting. Okay, so uh, now I have some homework cut out for me. I'm going to move <laughs> them around because um, I also put um, uh, I update my status regularly, so I probably want that a little right. higher and, and things like that. Well, cool. Okay, so we've talked about filling out your profile, endorsements. Let's talk a little bit about status updates and then Great. questions and discussions. Yes. Tips for status updates. Tips for status updates. And, and if people don't quite realize what that is, it's a bit like, you know, um, it's, it's a little bit up the top of your homepage which says, you know, uh, what, what, what are you up to or whatever it says, you know, but it's a box you can put something in. And you can put some text in or you can put... Um, a link in and what I do usually most often probably is I find something interesting from what I've noticed from uh, being on the web or I use LinkedIn today which is like being able to set up your own newspaper and you can get you can set LinkedIn today you get from um, uh, I think that the menu bar has news and you drop at the drop down menu and click on LinkedIn today and then you can go into LinkedIn today and you can set it up. So I have mine set up, for instance, to pull items from uh, Business Insider, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, things that, you know, management, and then industry sectors, management industry, and so on, um, Next Web, a couple of others. And so I, I look at that, and it's laid out like a newspaper, and I can pick something, and I just click on that, check is it something I actually want to share, and then I take the link, put it in my update, and I'll add a few words. Now, that might sound a bit cumbersome, but once you get in the way of it, you can do an update that's informative for your followers in a few minutes, and then if it's good enough, other people will share that. So that's one way. Um, you can also just put something in about what you're thinking at the moment about your particular industry or sector or whatever it is, and that will be seen by people who are connected with you. Um, uh, the uh, the other thing to do, just to put a footnote in there, and we may not have time to get onto it, is company pages. And if you've got a company page, and I commend people to have a company page, then you can also do an update there. So typically I'll go in and do an update from my company page, and then an update from my profile, and I'll come back later in the day and do, do a couple more. Try to get 
about three updates a day in LinkedIn. Some people bombard people with, I think, automated updates, and that's a good way to get switched off. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, when I uh, when I first started, and um, I where I really haven't even explained it, that you're running a group right now, sort of a 30 day LinkedIn Blitz challenge. And yeah. when I first saw your recommendation about three updates a day, I sort of bristled. I was afraid yeah. that that probably would not. Be, you weren't alone, I'd say. But you know what? I'm doing it. Um, but what I find is I don't do all three rapid fire first thing in the morning. No. I do one in the morning, then I do the company page update, and then usually later in the day. And I'm yes. hitting totally different audiences. Yes. And I'm getting lots more conversation, lots more interactions. And for me, the bottom line is traffic to my website. And we are definitively seeing an uptick in traffic in our website in the last week to 10 days. Little footnote there, Lorraine, on on the uh, layout of the profile. People sometimes, they just take the default thing that says my website, they put in the the URL for their website. But they may have someone, say, in the coaching business or relationship counselling, for instance. They may have a terrific page on their site which says, these are the 10 things you should look for to know if your relationship is healthy or whatever it is, you know. So instead of leaving the default in, you can go in and change that and say healthy relationships and then put the link to that page so they're not going to your home page and saying not finding what they want. They're going directly to something they're interested in. And, you know, that it's interesting because I talk to customers about creating custom landing pages from their mm-hmm. paid advertising. I guess that's what I'm yeah. and, and I think about it for all sorts of other things, but I didn't think about doing a custom landing page yeah. from LinkedIn. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, questions and discussions and groups. We got a yeah. few minutes. Let's talk about some of these. Okay, well, it's all, you know, you can look at this as being a, a kind of a place to hang out, which is fine. But also you can always have in mind the more activity you have on LinkedIn, as on any platform, the, the, more, the better chance you are of being found and, being, and people taking notice of what you have on offer. So LinkedIn Answers is a great way to A, demonstrate your expertise, B, to get uh, attention, to get noticed and to uh, be recognized, uh, to, to attract traffic. So people, if they like the questions you're asking or they like the answers you're giving, they're going to check you out. They're going to say, this person's got some interesting ideas. They're going to go to your profile and hopefully then to your website. So um, I was going to tell you, um, I uh, just kind of a quick story on that, on the questions. I very rarely answered questions. But again, I'm motivated because of this group to give it a, a go. My very first question, I was contacted, my very first answer I was contacted by an editor for an article uh, to interview me for a story she was writing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I might have to do that well, again. Well, LinkedIn answers. I use. I, I have a couple of roles for it. One is I see it as my unpaid, uh, high-powered consultancy group on a global basis, and I can get. I get. Um, you know, I'm writing a blog post them in a couple of uh, for a, uh, a site that I write for, and I, I needed some ideas. I put a question up. And I've got enough for a book in the answers I got. It's absolutely amazing, and people are generous in, in sharing their knowledge. So the, that's the there are people who ask questions, but they don't provide answers. But there are some people who make it a daily practice to spend time answering questions. So they put in quite a bit of time and effort on answering questions to demonstrate their, their knowledge. 
Uh, so we also, uh, you said groups, groups mm-hmm. are great gr- groups. It takes time to work out how to work groups best for you because a lot of people get put off by the fact that so many groups are just spam factories. So many groups, there's nothing happening. But there are, there are many, many groups in all sorts of areas and search, find some, I say to people, find a couple of groups that you like, see how they're run and think about starting your own group. But that's probably a topic for another conversation. It is, but you know, I think the rules that I teach business owners in general, if you're going to go to a networking event, check out a bunch of different events, but then yes. if you find one you like, get yes. involved. It's the same principle. It is. Same principle. Absolutely. It, and and I, uh, I I think that's why um, I've, got, I've got three groups right now that I'm really starting to have conversations in, and yes. again, finding good information and really enjoying, having a little fun with it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, I cannot believe that we have talked for almost 25 minutes. The time, <laughs> the time has just flown. This is, this is just awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have you back at some point. Great, love to. Awesome. So if people want to catch up with you, where can they yeah. find your information? Okay, uh, it's, I'm fairly easy to find. I, you can actually just Google me, Des, and that's D-E-S, and it's... It, I find Americans sometimes don't quite get that. It's not D-E-Z, it's D-E-S, as short for Desmond. Um, so it's Des Walsh. And my you are, my website is deswalsh.com. I'm at Des Walsh on Twitter. Um, my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Des Walsh page. You know, not too hard to find. And I'm open conversation. You know, uh, um, I, I, in my coaching business, I always say to people, uh, you don't, I, I, I don't charge you to ring up and have a chat and see if we can work together, you know? Awesome. But this has been wonderful, and thank you so very, very much. Great. I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much awesome. for the privilege of having me on, Lauren. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed today's program and you'd like to learn more about marketing and networking, social media, and much more, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.